Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm Marty alongside Dave. Hello. And Aaron. Hey! Uh, no John tonight as he is scaling the heights of Scotland, walking the West Highland Way. Uh, so at the moment I think he's like some mountain somewhere close to Fort William, maybe. I don't know, but I know that's the direction that he's heading and that's his final destination. And I think the update we got at tonight... At this very point in time, he's going to be in a pub. Yeah, not, I think... Not, he'll be in a pub. <laughs> just, before we hit, just before we hit record, we got a bit of an update from him. Um, and he's like, did he say he's like something like 16 miles or something or 14 miles left of his walk tomorrow? Um, that'll take him to his 96 miles all together across Scotland. Um, if nobody, if you didn't catch our episode, uh, our last episode, John is currently uh, doing a trifecta of events, uh, starting with this West Highland Way with his wife uh, at the moment, covering loads of Scotland in the in the Highlands. Uh, uh, and then he's also then going to do the Belfast Marathon, uh, followed by two stints as part of a 24-hour relay team. Um, the energy thing that happens in Belfast every year um, as part of uh, fundraising um, that he's currently doing. Um, so we're still wishing him good luck with that. And so far he is doing well and he hasn't died on the hills in Scotland. So that's always a positive. The, the, the description of that his his blisters now have blisters was was a bit too much for me to be yeah. honest yeah that was that was a lot um and then you know i thought oh that sounds amazing and then i seen the photographs from i think it was was yesterday the day before where both him and Catherine looked like drowned rats completely drenched and i was like you know what <laughs> that, that nope <laughs> fair, fair play to you, but keep it to yourselves that does not look fun to me there, there, there has been some really nice idea oh. pictures you know looking over over the hills and lakes and all that kind of stuff but as you say you know i'll, I'll drive to that point yeah. you know in my car take take that 30 second photo and then, <laughs> and then head to, hit mcdonald's exactly long, long walk on the south of france instead or something you know that's it well <laughs> Competitive hockey has officially returned to the UK. Uh, the Challenge Cup started last weekend and we look forward to more action this coming weekend with not just the Challenge Cup, but also the start of the league campaign. But before we get to that, we have a lot on that. Uh, let's have a quick catch up. Dave, we missed you at the last recording. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um, just getting myself all prepped for, for hockey returning. Um, I feel like it's been um, an awful long time even since we last chatted. Um trying to keep up but there's something about whenever there's there hasn't been games that you feel like you're that it's like not going to happen that makes mm, sense yeah yep. um so um i'm trying to keep up to speed but i am so far behind with all the teams and the sign-ins i'm gonna clue who's playing for who and i'm sure i'll work it out over the, the next couple of weeks you'll have time i'm sure there, surely there's always that fear because True. The, the way the way things are going at the moment as i'm not even just talking about with COVID numbers going up, without a flipping government, they're not making any decisions. <laughs> and we're we're gonna trust me. We're gonna touch base on that um in period one because I have a, a we you know obviously there's a few discussions to be had around that um especially after the announcement today here in Northern Ireland around the COVID restrictions. So we will get into that um Aaron. So hold on, hold your thoughts on that point. Uh, Dave, you did mention there it was kind of a as if like you were looking at my notes. Um, you know you missed the you missed the last episode and you missed probably one of the important questions from la from that episode from sent in from uh, one of the listeners and the question was and i'm going to ask you that question because we would like to get your thoughts on it too is you know what have you missed most about hockey 
And what are you really excited about uh, coming up uh, in the next few weeks with the return of hockey and going to a live game? So the biggest thing I've missed is the um, social social element. You know, the like I know we we've all met up and we've had chats and we've you know been out for a few drinks or we've went to the you know went out for a wander and had a chat. There, there's just something different about it when it's actually at a game. Um, when it becomes your that was your that was your Saturday routine for what the last longer than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was every Saturday. Fourteen years. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and then suddenly it was gone. Um, I, I uh, as I probably mentioned on the podcast before, I suffered from uh, really bad anxiety at the start of the lockdown, and I think a part of it was that you didn't have that ability just to, to you know go out and you know meet up on a regular basis. It became very you had to organize everything like a military operation, you know. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the the social element, getting back to the the arena. Having a few pints of stinking beer and um, join the game, and then the the second is that you're just watching a game of hockey. I've watched a I kept my NHL um, TV subscription um, last year, and I tried to watch games, but it's just not the same. Um, like it's different watching the odd game on TV, but when it becomes your main uh, driver, it's it's not the same. It just it doesn't have the same. You sort of I, I sort of felt myself losing interest in the middle of games and things. Um, I think you need the injection of the, the the energy you get when you watch it live. So, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that was. I think that kind of echoes exactly what we we all kind of mentioned. That social aspect is definitely something that we've missed. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, on that note, one thing I was just thinking there. I'm really looking forward to see the the new Odyssey. Oh no, not it's not the Odyssey. Damn oh, it! The, uh, the, the the new Pavilion. Is it? Um, not, is, it's still going to be. Called, it's not going to be still called the Odyssey Pavilion, or is it just going to be called? The it Pavilion? is. Uh, yeah, no, it's oh, the it, Odyssey Pavilion. It? Like, yeah. Oh okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's not so bad then. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's due to open. Uh, I think. Well, it was due to open at the start of October, but I think obviously with everything else, like everything that's happened, it's been pushed back by I think about a month or so. Uh, so I think the the from 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 knowing an insider uh i've heard it's supposed to be the end of october start of november now and um, i think they're just trying to finalize a few of the last um stakeholders within it for opening in terms of restaurants and stuff so very very it looks really well like, it does look good some it looks of, really well some of the pictures yeah. of the the from linkedin are, are unreal like the um new uh entrance to the concourse um to the arena is just phenomenal proper big wide area sort of space and then the new entrance mm. from the outside you know the one on the side mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Again, just adds in a bit another air of sort of, um, uh, so that expanse. You know, instead of it being that side entrance was yeah, there was you had the the back one which felt like a fire exit, um, and <laughs> then you had the main front one. That's all you had. Yeah. So you just sort of felt like you, yeah, to go around the front where yeah. the other side it takes you straight and uh, think where the cinemas are going to be. Um, yeah. I'd heard seems to be a good idea. I'd read this week. Uh, I heard people were talking that the IMAX screens, those new IMAX screens, were going in as well. Um, oh, this week. So, yeah, it's all exciting. Um, so hopefully that'll be done soon enough, and we'll we'll get to step in there, and hopefully, fingers crossed, it all goes well for them, and it's it stays pretty active, and you know, because obviously we know On what track. Ha- yeah, and we know what happened obviously with the old Odyssey. You know, kind of it started to kind of get a bit old looking, and then. More people dropped out, more businesses dropped out, and it just became a ghost town. So fingers crossed, yeah, it's kind of rejuvenated in some ways. A big chunk of that was the change in focus to a clubbing venue, and it, it just 
who the heck wants to go clubbing out in the Odyssey? Like, well, it was, it was busy enough, I'm sure. Uh, I was, I was going to say, Dave. I think that at the time you'd be sure my age, sure your age. Because yeah. when it was when it was clubbing, it was clubbing. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the box cues <laughs> out the door. Exactly, but all time will tell. Um, as I already mentioned, then we have our first competitive games of the season, which took place there last weekend, Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th of September. And that took the form of the Challenge Cup. Uh, so the we've seen the Guildford Flames take on the Coventry Blaze in a doubleheader. Uh, Guildford seemed to really have the upper hand in both those games with quite an impressive performance. I think it was a 7-5 on one or 7-4 on the first game and a 5-1 on the second game for Guildford winning in both. So quite impressive for that for the first weekend. Uh, this coming weekend then we have more Challenge Cup action. On Saturday we see Manchester Storm take on Sheffield Steelers. We have Dundee taking on Belfast. Uh, Cardiff Devils are seeing Guildford there and on Sunday the Five Flyers then will take on Belfast for their second game then. And not only that, but the league also gets underway with the first game on Saturday between the Coventry Blaze and the Fife Flyers. And on Sunday, the Steelers will take on the Cardiff Devils. Uh, Pat and Thursday will also take on Dundee and the Guildford Flames will face off against Manchester. So by the time we come back to our next episode, there'll be points on those tables. Uh, guys, are we excited? Can't wait. <laughs> <Sorry. That> sounded... <laughs> Can't wait, man. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I might watch the Dundee game. I might get the webcast. Um, I'm sort of gutted that we're having to wait for so long for our first home game. But hey, that's what it is. Yeah. And then I'm taking. I'm taking us away from that game anyway from a, a wedding anniversary party. So well, I'm glad you were the one that mentioned that because yes, we are going to miss that first home game because someone decided to be ten years married this year. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> really bad organization. Ten years. Ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so- badly organized indeed yeah and i think uh i think your 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 lovely wife would probably tr- kill us if we were trying to like stand in the corner watching the game on like our phones or something so yes there is there is a tv in the room I'm not, I'm <laughs> <that> subject. <laughs> don't i don't think i don't think your life's worth it don't, don't even breach it i don't think it's a good idea um what i might do is i was thinking about actually buying that webcast and watching it back later on that night because I, be, I would like to see the first game and see what what it's going to what it's going to be like because i can imagine it's going to be a great atmosphere that depends if there, it depends if there is an atmosphere which we will get into uh, and with that then what we'll do is uh we'll that takes us neatly into uh, a segue into maybe our first period so i don't think we have anything else so what we'll do is we'll get stuck straight into our period one of hockey Okay, period one is a roundup of hockey news from here in the UK, and I think it's only fitting that we start with the story that took place uh, earliest, which is just over a week ago now, and that is the story of the Elite League officially sponsored by Premier Sports. So for the 2021-2022 season, the Elite Ice Hockey League will officially be known as the Premier Sports Elite League. Uh, This is part of a deal, a broadcast deal, which will see 27 live games broadcast across the season. And it'll include 23 games, including Challenge Cup games and also playoff finals weekend. Uh, Guys, there's been a bit of mixed emotions or mixed reactions, I should say, to this news of this partnership. Personally, I think it's a a very natural one. Um, I also think it's a great investment in the league. And I think it makes lots of sense as Premier Sport have already been promoting the Elite League quite heavily over the last number of years. Um... I'll give you an idea of why people are slating it. So some of the people are slating it because they, I guess it's because they're saying it's very one-sided. They're saying that, uh, that there's at least there's a lack of balance among the selected games um, that have been chosen. So for example, one of the complaints they've put in is that there's six Cardiff Devils fixtures compared to one uh, Flames fixture, uh, which isn't scheduled until February. But 
you know, I suppose, you know, it's, it is what it is since people are heard naysayers about anything that happens and anything that changes. Uh, there's positives to this. Um, so I'll get your guys' thoughts. Dave, let's go with you first. Um, is there an argument do you think to be had around the fixtures that have been chosen? Um, do you think there should be more balance or do you think they, they've picked out these games for specific reasons? I think it's it's a double-edged sword. Um, the, they're going to want to try and maximise the fans' viewing um, of, of these games. I have a sneaking suspicion that um, the Flames are sort of against the um, idea because they don't do a webcast either. The Flames, um, you know, are they have they maybe said they don't want to have uh, more games? Um, we don't know. Obviously, we have we have no more insight than anybody else. Um, but yes, there's, there, it would be lovely to have um, more more clarity and get a nice spread of games. Premier Sport are just are going to try and make as much money out of these as possible um, because now obviously it being behind the paywall um, no longer on free sport um, you'll have to pay for the games you know so um, that's going to be a drawback for a lot of people as well um, and we'll see if that works out um, in the grand scheme um, overall I'm really I'm really pleased um, I, I was a subscriber back in the day when it was was it Seconda whatever it was um, when it used to be on there um, and I it was, um, you know, that, that didn't bother me. And I probably will subscribe to Premier Sport uh, for these games as well. Um, but my my biggest concern is, is that all the games they're planning on showing? Because they give us the full fixtures. I would have liked to have maybe seen they confirmed a number and then only tell us the games as it goes I, along. I thought they'd only confirmed the first half. Well, maybe, yeah, they've confirmed maybe games. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. No, you're right, uh, Aaron. They've confirmed games, I think, up until around maybe just January, February time. And I think then the idea will be that depending on who standings is in contention, so. standings, who's in contention yeah. for winning well, the league, good. they'll be seen. So if we have if we have five flyers doing particularly well and, you know, winning the league, they're going to be seen, you know, they're going to be on TV more, you know. Um, yeah, and, and that's about the time of the year as well, whenever they're doing really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I suppose that's that's one thing is obviously, uh, you know, it's they'll pick and choose at the end of the se- towards the end of the season, you know, who's doing well, which game should we focus on and who should we focus on. Uh, I suppose the other thing then, the other, uh, I suppose, concern that people had is kind of exactly what you said Dave um you know obviously this time around instead of it being on free sport it is going to be behind a paywall so you will have to pay to see these games uh, and people then were also saying then does that also mean that these teams that do provide webcasts that means that they will be like obviously they'll obviously be blacked out so there's blackout so you know that's not like the giants if there's if there's a live game which is being you have to pay for to watch on premier sport you know, it's not like if you can watch the Giants webcast them. It's an alternative. They're not allowed to. It's an alternative yeah. because they're not allowed. They won't be doing it that way. So some people, I think, are arguing that and, and are concerned about that and think that feel that that's very unfair. Aaron, um, how about you? In terms of you know this sponsorship deal itself, I mean, I I said it, but do you, do you feel like it was an obvious fit? I mean, it it, it seems to kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I I can see it. I I think it's good. Um, but I can see where where the concerns are. I think what they're doing here is let's face it, it's a business in the end up. Uh, and what they've done is they they've looked the the games and tried to to figure out where they think the more viewers are going to come in from, and where they're going to get the bigger uh, subscriptions. 
I'm guessing from a business case, that's what they're they're looking for. Um, but also with that, I get that um, this is maybe a slap on the face for some of the fans because of the the webcasts. But hopefully, what will happen is for the 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 league as a whole, it's going to get more viewership. We're going to get more people watching the hockey, and then hopefully coming more to to live games. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I think that's I think that's the idea is if we if if it's Premier Sport is probably watched more so than what Free Sport is. Uh, I know Free Sport is the free service, and I think there's an argument there. People are like, well, more people have Free Sport. Yeah, that's true, but more people will watch Premier Sport because they pay for that service. Um, and I think that you're right. I think by having it on Premier Sport and having Premier Sport leading on the title of you know the league, um, it really does. There's almost like a they have an investment. It makes so much more more sense than what was a BMI baby. Mm, BMI baby back yeah. in the day, yeah. Yeah, that made absolutely no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Like, BMI baby, you know, yeah. BMI baby who sponsored the league, but as far as I know, gave a small tiny discount to the teams for flying. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I don't think they even flew to the any of the. They flew out of a lot of the places and went to Europe. Yeah. They didn't go to like Belfast or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which made no sense. Um. Guys, I think that's it for that story. I mean, it was a short, quick story. Um, and I only have one more story in this period. And I think we've saved the best conversation until last. Um, and of course, that conversation is all things rebranding. Um, so it's no secret that we are massive fans of the Belfast Giants. They are our home team. And yesterday, the Belfast Giants had their season launch. So yesterday being the Wednesday, the what, 20, give me the date. 22nd Wednesday the 22nd of September um, and the season launched uh, not only did fans get to see the team lineup for the first time but they also got to see the what the Giants organization has been doing in the background this last several months and it looks like they've been doing a lot uh, so the Giants have unveiled a new visual identity moving forward so as the fans entered the arena they seen they were greeted with somewhat was a new in inverted commas old logo um, but we will get into that in a few minutes because Dave I want to get your thoughts on it um, and we also have some new colours uh, as well as a new logo but also uh, new branding and font as well um, we're going to talk a lot about this guys um, because there's lots to talk about I guess um, and I think the biggest point to make out is this: I think it's the first time ever that we've all agreed on something um, and that being <laughs> the jerseys which we will obviously talk about because that's another topic that we love within this podcast is a good jersey uh, so let's I'm start change minds just so that, that it's never happened uh, yeah. and I think I, I think in the WhatsApp group last night I was like, wait, do, do we agree on something? What? This is this is weird. Um, let's start off with the brand uh, or the branding, um, if that's okay. So the two elements: uh, a new primary logo that was described as a more modern and refined version of the team's mascot fin, and a separate Belfast Giants wordmark uh, with the word Belfast in the shape of the arc of the SSA Arena, with the Giants written in a very subtle Celtic style um, and the colours then including uh, having a slightly more stronger teal, uh, strong reds a, a Giants Causeway black or a Causeway blacks uh, and, and a new gold colour as well and that's all contrasted then with that white um, and the gold obviously symbolises the success and everything else I, I, um, Aaron let's start with you um, now I'm not saying you're an expert or anything but um, you do have a bit of a talent when it comes to brands and identity and a, a bit of a keen eye for fonts and stuff um, you know you've, you've helped with not just the Door 14 logo in the past but you've also helped with like other brands and other bits and pieces uh, what's your take on it like let's start with the word mark you know this font and the style and the arch and stuff what you said there about uh, 
um, you know, having a, a, an element of, of design and stuff like that. I was like, as you were saying that about the, the gold being success, I was like, God, I didn't actually catch on to that. <laughs> even, though it <laughs> even though it says it in the video, I thought the gold, I was, I kept, I was confused why they kept saying gold. Cause in, in the video, when they, just before they introduced the gold, they brought, they showed a picture of the Harlan Wolf cranes. And I kept going to myself, Ah, they've brought in yellow because of the Harlem Wolf Trains. This is class. I like this. <laughs> so I don't know. You can take that as you like. You maybe maybe my opinion just doesn't matter because I thought gold was for the, the Harlem Wolf Trains. No, I still, I still want to get your thoughts on on that word mark. So on that Belfast, you know, arch and Belfast with the Giants logo uh, or the Giants written with that Celtic style. Uh, what's your take on that in terms of the the new fonts as we as they will? I like it. I think it's nice. It's nice. It's modern and it's clean. Mm. Um, that's honestly, and that's the way most things are going. We saw logos like we saw new teams come um, last year. Um, there was a new look. I can't remember the name of the team that we looked at last year. Milton Keynes. Very... Milton Keynes. They was went. Mil- yeah, they went with that Thor-looking logo. Remember, it was the yeah. The really uh, yeah. And we we really we really like that at the time. So this is this is similar to that as well. Um, no, I, I I'm a fan. Uh, as as you've already said through the our chat on the on the on WhatsApp, all of us have turned around and went, "Yep, let this for a winner." I do feel like I feel. Of course, there is there's a lot of sentimental value to the old the old logo. Um, actually, that takes me on a really good point. You know, it, it is one of the more controversial changes, shall we say, um, or it seems to have been. It's definitely got the discussion going today on social media, and that was the decision to more modernize and change the team logo. Um, so for any long-term Giants fans, the logo might look slightly familiar um, because it, it, it is familiar. It's the only best way we can describe it because we used a variation of an alternate logo which looks exactly kind of similar to this current logo that we're now using uh back in the early 2000s and i think up to as late as maybe 2012 dave you can correct me if i'm wrong there um but like you know i suppose a lot of people are i suppose there's a bit of an argument or a bit of concern around um you know i suppose by using this and do we lose a bit of our old i suppose fans are pretty vocal about the loss of a traditional Finn logo. Um, do you think this is just a case of, you know, change is scary? And I'm, <laughs> it's me saying it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm like? Of all scary. the people, I, I don't, I, I take I take change very hard. I, I, I do have to, and I'll first one admit that I find change very difficult. But in this instance, it, I don't feel like this, from my point of view, this new logo in inverted commas doesn't, isn't scary because it's something that there's something very familiar about it. Um, but I suppose maybe for, and I and I don't want to I don't want to patronize or belittle some some a certain set of my of fans within our, our fan base. But like you know, newer fans who maybe aren't as aware of this logo because obviously it was taken out of for 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 specific reasons which we won't get into and we've discussed on previous podcasts. But the. the the old variation of this logo was taken out of commission for a very specific reason um, a number of years back. So a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't have seen this logo before. And so maybe they're a bit scared about that. Do you feel that that's maybe what it is? It's a bit of a change is scary and let's hold on to... Do you feel it? I mean... Yeah, the, there's an element of um, any of those big rebranding changes that are that are difficult. Um, you only need to look at things like uh, the NHL for for uh, pieces of that. You know, every time the like the 
you can lose a sense of brand identity if you change something significantly. Um, example being the uh, Florida Panthers, um, like remade themselves there completely um, over the last couple of years. Um, and it did feel like they just changed the team. Um, and that was one that worked really well because it really like reinvigorated, uh, made the logo look a bit more professional, a bit more adult, um, which I think the Giants are doing here too. Um, when the Giants made their logo, uh, the tail end of the 90s, the, it was a very different style. Um, how many brands haven't updated in that 20 years? I know sports teams are, you know, a different kettle of fish and don't always rebrand, but a 20-year-old uh, product does need to go through a bit of a rebranding. And I know we've done it in the past, but um, it, there, there's a, an argument to be made where the Giants have grown up. Um, you know, it's became, it went from being a pipe dream to a staple and now a, a, a European challenging team, you know, um, is no longer just a, um, like a, a kid's logo. It's a proper adult sports logo. Um, it looks very aggressive. Um, and I, it, it means that it is a scary thing um, for a big change for people who are very used to the old logo. And, and don't get me wrong. I think that, that uh, the Finn logo we all know and love uh, deserves a place in the Giants and mm. it should be used sparingly um, in the same way that um, the NHL teams do with their classic logos. You know, they use it for special events. They use it as a, a callback, um, you know, for, you know, a spe- say special edition jersey, anniversary jerseys, um, you know, that can mean a jersey becomes more than just the shirt. Um, the, the the logos we all know and love the the logo and you want the players to play for that um but having that classic logo means that you can you can really do something um for things like uh special games uh cup games or if you're going to europe um you can dust off the old logo and and pop it on you know it's uh no i don't believe the giants will ever completely do away with it they'll probably tweak the colors um they, they just changed Finn's hair from from yellow to the gold, um, <laughs> but all the all the other colors are all the same. So yeah, you know, why on, not? I mean, in the colors themselves, you know, the colors um, they've said they're a slightly stronger tail. Um, you know, red like uh, what was what was the exact words? Vi- a vibrant tail, a strong red, a causeway black contrasted with white, and now with gold. For and you know, I think it does visually it stands out really well. Um, and I, think- a, I have some small issues, mm-hmm. um, of course. which it, it's nothing to do with the jersey. And it's the fact that some cameras don't pick up the saturation quite right. Yeah. And it, because of the gold, it makes it look blurred. Yeah. I um, I would say I would say that some of the prints, some of the print that I've seen of the logo already. Um, so like the print on the, you know, the banner at the front of the arena and what looks like the print on the arch or the bridge in the arena itself, the colors look very saturated when they're printed, so they don't look the same yep. vibrancy of gold. It looks quite like off color. It looks like it does look a bit less vibrant, shall we say? It doesn't look. It doesn't stand out just as strong. But when it's mm. when it's sitting when that logo is sitting on, even when it's just a white logo on like a w- one bold color, like the t-shirts, the branding of the like the new the new um, you know the the new clothing line and stuff that's came out, they. Static. It stands out so well on like the jerseys. It stands out really well on the clothing. That sort of thing looks good at the moment. 
the print wise, I it does look a bit faded or something about it. Yeah, I, I think it's because it's be it being designed to be on that dark teal. Mm. And then when you change the background color, because at the same reason, I don't think I like the white away jersey. Yeah, is that it sort of makes it. I don't know. It just it makes it uncomfortable to look at. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you look at it, it's the gold I think with the white that makes it struggle. Um, so I don't know. We'll see it whenever they get playing on it. Um, I absolutely love the jerseys in the teal and the black. Um, and uh, I love the uh, the added um, crested jerseys, the embossed rather than just full screen printed. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see them. You were jumping the gun there because that was going to be my next question to both of you uh, guys, and this is why there was a unanimous yes. Uh, because obviously um, we've seen the jerseys yesterday for the first time, and we are massive fans of jerseys here. Uh, but they were the only way to describe them they are stunning they are beautiful jerseys that um that home jersey that teal home jersey as you say dave crested home jersey just it shall be mine <laughs> <laughs> exactly um i haven't done my prayer yet but i will be doing it trust me um and i will be splurging the cash to get the the crested one over the printed one because the crested one just looks superb like it did, looks did anyone else pick up on that Either they're, they're, they could be doing for going for two things here, uh, or one of the two things, or maybe I'm just reading far too much into it. That uh, on the shoulder pads with the hexagons, mm-hmm. it's either that they are a massive like like nerd and that they know that like hexagons are the natural was it, it's the 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 most natural the strongest shape in natural form. So that's why like like honeycombs are always that shape. And also so, the Chance Causeway. <laughs> On, on the Giants Causeway or they're Marvel fans because they're <laughs> all over the place <laughs> that's true they are all over the, you're right they are they're everywhere yeah I'd say it's more the Giants Causeway they're wearing unfortunately Ugh, yeah that's such an easy answer it is an easy answer <laughs> it is um, but yeah I think we're, we're pretty excited about it here um, on this podcast anyway and I know we have John's thoughts because we did um, get a chat with him last night about it, and um, he's on board with us as well about it. And I think he's just in agree- he's in just as much agreement um, that it's a strong change. Um, and yeah, people are you know people are entitled to their opinions and their thoughts on it. Yeah, and, and that's all. Being be devil's advocate about the logo, do you yeah. think that it's t- too much of a drastic change? Like if we we done a we done a, a chat about logos. I don't know. I think maybe it was last season or the season before. And if we if we take the uh, the Maple Leafs logo, mm-hmm. I remember you bringing up uh, an image and it showed the the Maple Leafs logo the progression, the progression, yeah, the progression. And it was each time it was refinement, and you could see the the, the, the change uh, and the subtle changes in the progression, and you could see that it was definitely inspired and not hugely different, but subtle changes uh, mm. throughout. Where this. Okay, you can see that it's definitely inspired by, but it's a, it's like boom, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a big change. Yeah, and I, I think I, I'll stand by. I think what I said, um, and that I think for newer fans to the team in the last maybe eight years or so, maybe six or seven years anyway, I think maybe it's that it will be a, a hit in the face to be like, oh, whoa, where, where, like, what? Oh my god, where does this come from? This is a big massive. Whereas I think I'm not saying longer term fans or fans are have been around for a bit longer but i think fans who do remember the variation of this logo being used before i think it's going to be more of like a an easier to accept change shall we say I, and i've I, seen i've seen 
contradictory comments to that, saying that the, the fans that do remember that old uh, logo are like, so we're just scared. They haven't put any effort into it. They've mm. just like copy and paste. Oh, we'll just change this color, pull this little line here. Boom, there we go, new logo. They, they did take off his t- tiara, so they I, did. I, I think I... And they've sharpened the face up so there's more detail in the actual face itself as well. Um, and he and he's got uh, sideburns this time instead of just he does. And his nice flowing, his nice flowing yellow lock, his nice flowing golden locks. So you know, yeah. I, I do like it. And yellow even locks. I, I and I've got to say the uh, the home jersey is beautiful. But my other favorite jersey is that, and I, I believe that they're not going to be <laughs> selling it. It's only going to be a shot off the back win type thing, and that's the Challenge Cup. Uh, jersey, which is the one with the just the white and teal um, contrast. I thought that was the I thought that was the uh, season ticket purchase jersey. Mm, nope, it's the Challenge Cup jersey, oh. which is going to be a um, shirt off the back only. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the, the so they've not released the? Um... Did you not share that today, Marty? Um, that's, no, that's the, the free that's one. the free one. Um, that's the one that oh, okay. that's the one of anybody There's a bespoke one. That they can buy as well, you see. Is, so. was that, is, there, is there one for buying? Yeah, it's in the, well, there's meant to be. There's the, in there, because um, that's one of the reasons why I was tempted to get my ticket this year, is that the, they got a free jersey and there was still a season ticket special. Oh, okay. No, as far so as I, I, that's what I thought that one No, was. from everything I've read is that the, the, the alternate um, teal one with the black trim around the, the neckline, yeah, that's the Challenge Cup jersey, which is going to be used for Challenge Cup. And then the black one is going to be like an alt jersey. Um, I don't know when we use an alt. When do we ever use an alt jersey? Just like randomly. When, uh, when... <laughs> two two back uh, double header, two home games. You use one one day and one the other day. So the other one get washed. Ah, uh, yeah, washed. See, that makes sense. <laughs> um, why didn't I just think of that? <laughs> do, you not, do you not remember the day? Uh, was it Edinburgh came over and their jerseys were stinking? They couldn't use them. They had to borrow ones from fans and all. From the fans in the crowd. Was that, did Andy have to? No, Andy didn't. I was going to say, did Andy have to give one over? Like your brother Andy. But no, I don't think he did. I think it was no, think in it, my head. I someone had, but there was there was loads of ones in the crowd. Though. All of the um, the way fans had to give them over and stuff. And then everyone's going out with like tape on the back to the cover the names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like do. two number fourteens. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, hilarious. How, how long we have came? Like I know exactly. Um, no, no Edinburgh anymore. Um, <laughs> guys, that's that's it. I think that's that's all we have for this period. Unless anybody has anything that I've missed out. No, I think it's it's exciting times. You know, we've we've had a we're getting a complete revamp um, of the Odyssey, and then along with the revamp of the Odyssey, we're getting a revamp of the brand. So it's it's going to feel all new. Yeah, um, I think yeah, you've you've hit it, uh, you've hit it, you've hit the nail in the head there exactly. Um, a lot of change, but positive change, I think. Um, yeah, perfect and, time to do it as well. And uh, as I say, like people maybe are, you know, hasn't a bit scared about about it, and I'm. I, as I said earlier, I'm for one. I'm usually am, but I'm 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 all for it. I and I'm just I'm just excited. I'm just excited that hockey's back this weekend. And yeah, I'm just this let's bring it random, on. And yeah, random out of left field about. Uh, I was thinking about this before um, when we were talking about it. Do you ever do you remember when Coventry changed their logo? Coventry. When it went for, remember when they used to have a like sideways faced dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they changed the one they have. That drastic change. Yeah. Um, and I can remember there being the, the Coventry fans having a bit of an up in arms, but now they have all rallied around it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so just thinking about it. And at least uh, at least we kept the name, same name of the team and didn't change it to the, I don't know, 
Lisburn yeah. Giants or something? Well, I was just about to say, because obviously... <laughs> Causeway Giants. I was about to say, because obviously we had recently, we obviously in the last few years, we had the Glasgow clan change from the Brayhead clan, change the logo, change the name. And like, they're a relatively new team. They weren't even that old when they changed over. And the amount of just fans are up in arms about that because obviously the all the jerseys all everything else was all branded with brayhead and all of a sudden they changed to glasgow and yeah, that and they're not in yeah that and they're not in glasgow, not in glasgow. So. <laughs> 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 oh good times good times um okay guys i'm gonna round up uh i'm gonna call it an end to the period one and i'll move us swiftly on to period two of hockey Hello and welcome to period of two of hockey, where we'll talk about hockey from everywhere but the UK. Um, as usual, I've done absolutely no research, um, so I will probably hand this one over to Marty, being his diligent self, has uh, dug me out of a hole and got us something to talk about. Yeah, I've got a couple of stories for this period, so you're going to have to listen to me talk even more again. But I've got three three main stories um, I just wanted to bring up that are quite relevant anyway. I know one of them will be treading on similar topic to the last podcast but we will get to that but the first one i was going to go out, go with was uh this year's crackdowns as i called it so each year the nhl um take a look at specific uh penalties that they want to uh focus on each season um and the last year i think if you if everyone remembers correctly last year's was all about like face-off take uh, crackdown on face-off violations we had mm. uh the violations around checks to the head last year as well so there was a lot of talk around that and what that would look like um and how it would be impacted and how the nhl's hockey department of player safety would rule yeah, they on, brought that in with the concussion checks correct, and everything didn't correct they? yep last year and also about the whole thing around the zero zero tolerance on um what they seen was um aggressive or uh deliberate checks especially the ones that look to the head um so i suppose the reason uh, reason why i was mentioning that is because this year they're obviously they are obviously checking to see which area of penalties are we going to focus on and this year they have picked a cross checking as their main area of concern um so i suppose the nhl have talked and met up uh, and the board kind of degree agreed on um what they would tolerate as cross checking um, especially when it comes to cross-checking from behind, um, especially if a player ends up locked, knocked down to the ground along the boards. Um, mm. So ar- what they've said is there's three areas they've looked at on cross-checking is around the boards is the first one. So the battle for the puck in the corner, the battles around the boards and how safe that's going to be. Um, and there'll be a, you know, how, how that's going to be checked and stuff and how it's going to be followed through. In open ice, players um, are allowed to use sticks as a pusher guide. Um defensively um but not in an aggressive way or an attacking way um so an example that they gave was like for conor mcdavid being knocked down by a stick while driving into the opposing uh, defensive zone that would be seen as a as a a violation of play um and then the other area then would be the net um front of the nets and stuff and how a cross check will be done in front of the nets and the specific fraction here is the battles that take place in front of that goal um especially between offensive and defensive players and how a cross check tends to be quite common in these areas especially when you're trying to get specific positions and taking position in front of the goalie uh so the league wants to crack down crack, uh, crack down on the cross checks from the defensive players in this area um so i suppose what they're looking to do is that 
how how that will be managed or what they'll look to do and i suppose it's looking at things like uh, what kind of suspensions will it be is it still going to be uh you know two minute suspensions and after three of the same cross check in the same game will it be a, a further suspension of a number of games um will it be a financial impact or financial risk to the player um and they're also looking at like you know obviously face off zones and all that sort of stuff um it's tough enough in terms of the the job that they already have to do with a lot of zero tolerance policies already in place for so much else uh guys by i suppose my main question the reason why i'm bringing it up is you know we we look at um you know we look at the things that have came in the past we look at the zero tolerance policies that have came in the past in terms of you know um i suppose for safety reasons i suppose they've come in and you know they have a reason for them and it hasn't had a massive impact i suppose on the game itself they're always trying to find ways to speed the game up and and trying to encourage the game and trying to make it more competitive um but by adding another by targeting another penalty and this one being a, quite a, a common one which is cross-checking um do you feel that they're they're starting to kind of crack down too far do you, what do you think when do you think it becomes too far i suppose is my question dave um i'll aim that towards you first yeah it's it's a it's a hard one to judge. Like the cross checking is, it happens and it happens. You know, I, I don't think I've ever went through a game where it hasn't come up. Um, it's the, um, I think it, was it. I was reading the article earlier on today, and it was, I think it was Jared Spurgeon just name popped oh, out of the being alive. My point. I was totally <laughs> going to use his quote. Damn you, Dave. <laughs> you know, he, he says um, keep it a little open mind it, I guess it depends on the severity and the refs are going to have a tough job judging the severity and I sort of understand where he's coming from you know that's going to be a you know you get, I can understand you know cross check it's, you know, it slows the game down takes the player off the play it, there is a possibility for injury the, the big ones is you know whenever you got those cross checks just before the boards sort of maybe about five feet from the boards where the player goes down and clatters, you know, like head first into the board. Um, used to see it, uh, not all the time, but when you've seen it, it usually resulted in somebody getting injured mm. um, where they would cross-check them, you know, maybe a step before the board. So whenever they got hit and they were going down, their face would hit the board. Um, yes, get that out of the game. Yeah. You know, an open ice check, which could be considered a cross-check. Yeah, you know, we know it's a penalty. The players know it's a penalty. Is it? going to cause uh, an injury there is a risk but so is a perfectly legitimate hit yeah um so it's it's hard to weigh out and you see it from some of the the defensemen there talking about it, it it's going to be hard to judge um and it will it will lead in my opinion it'll probably lead to a lot of um upset fans uh, at sort of questionable calls yeah um the flip side is if you stop someone from getting injured, it's the best thing you can you can do. Agreed. And you 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 touched upon my my next point there in terms of um what I was gonna where I was gonna go with it next was you you mentioned it like obviously this um this crackdown specifically it impacts one type of player more than the other and this will impact specifically on the defenseman um it's gonna have to make them a bit more safer whenever they come to play um you know because especially now that cross checks are suddenly suspension worthy you know events like this is suspension worthy if it happens i mean if we look at the, the statistics that kind of maybe speared this or driven this forward last season there was seven fines but once and only one suspension for cross checking and in 2019-20 season there were four fines and two suspensions um, but obviously that's all going to change. Um, you know, what they have said is that the 
supplementary discipline um, is looked at in two different areas. So cross checks uh, away from the puck is one, uh, especially if it makes the player vulnerable. Um, so cross checks delivered to the back while a player is skating towards the boards, second field speed is one example. Um, and then the case then of one of those is like obviously if there's an intent to injure, and the second case then is uh, is if it's uh, accidental but also seen as a reckless hit. So I suppose it's twofold there um I, I think from what i from what i've been led to believe from the, the feedback that i've been reading and stuff is a lot of players have it's not a uniformly agreement you know a lot of players are concerned and are worried about it and you know um especially with the idea that there's going to be suspensions for cross-checking it's supposed to just going to have to people are just going to be a bit more serious i guess or a bit more safe 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 on it Aaron, any thoughts on it dave's Dave was in my head. Um, <laughs> get out of my head, Dave. Um, no, it's it's all down to. I think it, that might it might come down to the cybersecurity aspect of it because it's how you judge things. It's always down to the severity of it, um, and that's going to be that's going to be tough on the on the refs, I yep. suppose, because um, it's it's going to be up to them. I appreciate that it can go. It could be um, referred to and looked at. Um, at a later stage again um but on the night it's all going to be down to the down to the rest to do yeah. as long as as long as they're on on the on gauging the severity mm-hmm. uh, then um with the nhl i suppose you have the the video refs as well that can catch it um mid-play and things so yeah oh, that's true. it's always going to be a tough one though yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of, they made they made a good they make a good point of it in the article about how you know at the start it's just going to be <laughs> as they put it they'll just send a conga line uh, of cross checkers to the penalty box <laughs> you know and that's just going to at the start that's going to be a knee jerk reaction oh cross check penalty in you go where when when they actually get into the into the uh, flow of things it'll be uh, uh, a bit smoother I hope. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I'm going to move on to the next story here, um, if that's okay. And that story is sticking with the NHL and a few changes. Um, not major changes, more so for how you watch your hockey, I suppose, in the States more than anywhere else. Um, if you are watching NHL in in the United States, um, or Canada, I should say, North America anyway, um, you will know that the NHL have signed a new uh, TV agreement with ESPN. And they'll be returning to the Turner Sports Network um, as part of that. So this will be the first time in a long time. And this package runs through until 2027-2028 season. So uh, for the next five years, five or six years anyway. Um, I suppose the, the, the reason why this is coming up is because they had a, a media event this week to launch their, obviously, this new... Um, this new agreement and this new uh, investment obviously that's been put into television and how NHL is going to be um, shown on TV. I suppose the, the main reason why I bring it up and because you're kind of like, what's the big deal about a media thing? I suppose the one thing I wanted to say was about the, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. As part of the tour, they gave a glimpse into what was to come uh, for hockey fans watching hockey in the next comments in the coming seasons. Um, and that includes, um, their new perspectives and new view viewing perspectives and new um camera angles one of the big ones being a high-speed drone which will follow the players as they skate and it'll move in front and behind to be honest i watched if you get a chat the videos there watch it um it's tnt introduced i'm watching it right now actually it's 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 i i like what they're trying to do it's fast it's 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 quite wild in terms of moving around and kind of catching things up 
but I don't know about you guys, but I felt quite sick watching it. I, there's something about the motion of it. I, I was like, oh, this the is first one to, like, the first drone uh, to hit a player. How, how long is the penalty if you cross check a drone? Yeah, that's this is thinking, it. You know, first one to smack a player in the face. How long is that going to be? You know. <laughs> Um, it's really cool. Um, like if you've ever, I'm sure if you've ever seen any of the, the the drone racing, like it's it's absolutely insane. And some of those those pilots are um, like super skilled. So I'm sure they're getting that kind of level of um, skill set here for the the drone flying. But hockey's so fast paced. How they, it just boggles the mind how they're going to keep the the drone out of the way. Unless they're only going to do it for penalty shots and stuff. But I don't know. It'll be, it'll be class if it works out. Um, but the it, it's that, you know, players getting down, taking the shots with the full team there, you know. They're they're gonna hit they're gonna hit the drone and the drone's gonna go in the net, you're gonna think it's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean how many I, points do you get if you get the drone in the goal? <laughs> Six points. Um I, I guess the I guess the thing is like you know, obviously they're gonna use it maybe sparingly in terms of like how they how they decide to kind of use it, but I think what is evident is that what they're trying to maybe show is that it's not gonna be as static as it used to be so obviously yeah. we're, we're very used to static shots from above or to the side at the rink or the odd time they would have maybe like a a cable camera running along the top or like the camera from inside you know obviously you've you've got the network you know you yeah. guys have had the network as well you can put on the different camera angles mm-hmm. and you can watch like seven different camera angles as it was but they were all static cameras to the side i suppose what they're trying to say here is we're going to try something else some stuff new and the drone is just one example some of them do have those cable cameras like they have in the football. Mm. Like surely they they go up down the the. They're not static. No, they're no. On the right of the way. Only some of them will use it, I guess. But again, I suppose when the drone will probably be used in certain games as well. But I I I would say that you know I can imagine you know if if the ESPN have the rights to the Winter Classic this year, you know you can imagine the drone being used the Winter Classic. You know moving up and around the ice and stuff. All Star Cla- games as well. You know in the All Star games. You can so, see how it's going to be used. But I don't. I can't. I can't see how going from the the story that we've just had, like the them going from trying to keep the the player from being safe, <laughs> like cross checking to a drone right beside them that has like a, a very fast propeller spinning around that could possibly take someone's eye out, all that kind of stuff. It just seems it seems very contradictive. Could you imagine trying to play with the noise of a drone? I know. <laughs> I mean, you have like the the Av centerman uh, Nathan McKinnon. Um, he said himself like he was obviously at this media event, and he said himself like it's very fast. Uh, he doesn't know how it works, but he said that whoever is controlling those drones are pretty talented people because it 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 you know if they are going to be using them, you know during regular games it's going to be an interesting thing to see i guess but also keep in mind i think isn't if i'm right in thinking about it espm were the ones who had the rights back in the day in the early 90s and were the ones that came up with the idea for the uh oh, the, the the glowing puck <laughs> so yep, you know, was, you know. We'll, we'll see what happens there but i just thought it was a great story i i know you guys uh john's not here unfortunately but i know you guys would have appreciated the the, the drone footage and that's why i wanted to add it because um it it's as the footage as it stands, it's one of those ones that are really cool, you know, like advert mm. for ice hockey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off in an actual game. Indeed, that's it. Um, last story on this period. Um, 
so that is the back to a kind of a a story that we touched upon last in the last episode and that's obviously um i'm sorry if this is like a, a boring story for people but it's, it is quite an important one um in terms of showing you know obviously we, we talked about the story around covid vaccinations and the nhl and the impact covid vaccinations will have on the nhl come this season and how serious the nhl were taking the vaccination program and the and encouraging players to get vaccinated just after we had finished podcast recording two weeks ago there was an announcement that uh back member staff um in the nhl were let go because they weren't getting vaccinated and this week we have um the story from detroit uh in the red wings in the form of um sorry just bring up the story the store the store um tyler uh um who has refused covid19 vaccines which means that he cannot play in any Canadian games. So any Canadian games are taken off the table because he won't be able to travel. But more so than that, he's also um has been hasn't hasn't came to the I think it was the, the player camp on the eve of the player camp. He decided that his decision was that he wasn't in a position to um he didn't want to take the, the you know the, the um the vaccination. He still is going to be at the training camp. I should mention that um which will run for six days. Um, but in terms of the games they'll play nine times in Canada if he refuses the COVID vaccine he's going to forfeit at least $400,000 just based on those Canadian games alone because he gets fined for each game that he misses out on and that was something that was very clear that the NHL had put in and we talked about in that last episode um I think imagine having that type of salary where you could just go you know what I'm just not going to come to work sure I'll just I'll just forfeit forfeit $400,000 and I'll be I'll be all right like you know but I forfeit coming into work today. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, imagine like like they say he's on what a nine point five million deal, isn't it? Uh, he's one of the top line players for the team. I mean, the uh, we should we should highlight the NHL and the Players Association. They don't have a mandate. They don't have a specific thing that says that players have to be vaccinated. But they have put in restrictions around unvaccinated players. And we talked about that. I think, you know, I remember, you know, John had mentioned about his thoughts on the fact that, like, you know, that they would be putting in their own restrictions around um, what that means. And, and we obviously seen that teams were being very serious about it. And that follows on as well, because then the other story is um, Zach Ronaldo, um, who is the Columbus Blue Jackets forward, um, has been sent down to the AHL because he's unvaccinated and decided that he doesn't want to get vaccinated. So he has been turned away from the um from the training camp and has been sent right down to the to the AHL because um he decided his decision um was that he wouldn't be taking the vaccination. I mean, you've got to give it give it to them though. Like um the, for them being anti-vaxxers and not wanting the vaccination, like they're they're turning away. They're they're turning uh, they're uh, turning away from their life dream of getting to play for the NHL and you know quite a big paycheck mm. and then having to go down to uh, the the as you said the AHL so they it's not like he's he's half heartedly doing the anti vax he's like no I'm not getting it you kind of there's a little bit of like hats off to him. Yeah. I don't don't agree with it, but hats off to him for sticking by his guns. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean he, he clearly knew when he decided that he didn't want to do it. He clearly knew what the repercussions were going to be because you know we we look at it that it, it was also the Columbus Blue Jackets who fired their assistant. They fired their their coach 
because they fired a coach within the team because they decided they didn't want to get vaccinated as well. So I mean, they had intent. They knew he knew what was happening. I do like though there was a little there was a little dig at him. Um, you know, obviously, um, it, it's dead spin the the sports network. They had a did have a little dig at him, and they were just like, well, let's be honest, like. You know, if you're telling a player like um Ronaldo, um not the footballer, obviously Ronaldo, the, the hockey player we're talking about right now, uh, if you're telling him to, you know, do one and head to the AHL, like he basically they basically said, well, he's absolutely no use on the ice anyway. So what's the matter? What's what does it matter? Um, but I suppose what their good point is, what would have happened if it was like one of their, you know, key players like Patrick Lane or someone, you know, Patrick uh, Lane, who he was a key player for the team, what would have happened in that case? You know, would they have done the same? Would they have sent them down? You'd like to think yes, because they're trying to keep it, um, you know. They probably couldn't either with the, his contract. Um, they would probably be, have to be stuck with him and have to bench him. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Take a salary hit it just, just there. It just boggles the mind, because obviously, like, we're, we're, like, I'm vaccinated and all that, and I'm, I, there was no in my head there was no major issue with it but it just it boggles my mind that these people are happy to walk away from million dollar contracts you know hey do you want this job we'll pay you a few million dollars a year but you have to get this vaccination nah i'm all right <laughs> if, they were, if they were going to offer me that sort of money for my job if i had to cut my leg off i would uh, let them <laughs> someone turned around to me and says here's nine million but I have to cut your leg off before you go to work. I'm like, no, fair enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Nine million a banion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's uh, it just it boggles my mind that that this is a this is a major issue. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's always going to be you know anything that revolves around personal choice and uh, you know things that affect your body. Um, there's always going to be. Uh, back and forth and no, everyone's going to agree um, everyone has their own opinion on uh, vaccines so, as you know and, I and have that's, mine that's, that's uh, what I mean by him like it's like I don't agree with it but yeah, the fact that he's willing to walk away from these contracts like it, it's not like it's a flash in the pan thought he's he's like no I'm adamant I'm not getting this vaccination so the only problem with, with that though is there'll be people that'll make their decision on getting their vaccine based on the fact that these people haven't um, been their role models and people they look up to and maybe not this guy, but, you know, proper hockey players. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, if um, a young Belfast giant heard that a particular Belfast giant player wasn't getting vaccinated for, you know, personal reasons, they, they may be inclined to do the same and it's hard enough to make the decision on those elements to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated without being swayed well, by so, but what are you what are you saying there then just just because he's in the spotlight that he should just convert you know that he should just do it but well, personally so, i do think he should just do it but that's just no, me no, no, but, <laughs> yes there's a slightly different conversation going on here though <laughs> like uh, like if it does that mean because he's in the spotlight he has to give up everything that he thinks? Um, I, he shouldn't have taken, in my opinion, he shouldn't have taken a contract knowing that it would have happened. Mm. It's just an interest. Mm. Um, you know, I he, he should, that's maybe he should have. I'm maybe going should. too deep <laughs> into it. Yeah, yeah. I but guess they, they, I all guess... these people have to think about that whenever they're, you know, when they are sports people. You know, they do know their role models. They yeah. have to think about that even when it comes to, you know, drinking and drug taking and. Um, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so 
Yeah, I would agree. I, 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 in terms of you know, Dave, I see what you mean. In terms of you know, yes, you're right. These people are clear role models, and you know, do have people looking up to them, and you know, follow what they do. Um, but I, I guess I also on the flip side, arm what you're saying in terms of personal choice and freedoms. You know, that shouldn't be stripped away because a person's freedoms and person's choice should always remain in terms of, you know, it's their yeah. their their civil liberties, as it would be called in America, or their civil, their human rights here in the UK. I mean, they should have an opportunity to still have their own decision. But again, I, I would say more so Dave's argument in terms of the, the I guess, role model aspect is very key in this, yeah. I think. There's no, there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no right answer in any no. of them. It's a no, difficult no, it's situation either. to be in, but I'm just sort of, putting those what i think people will think you know yeah. especially younger fans and stuff that are thinking um, about that. i think the last i read was the nhl have said i think they're around about 98 percent of the way there in terms of players um vaccinated i think they're they're close to near the 100 percent mark um and i know the last remaining leafs player um has is there's one player left in the leafs to um, get his second job um but he's delayed because he was of sickness i think and so he had a legitimate excuse for why he's delayed for his vaccinations Um. Yeah. so yeah so there's a lot still to come up and i suppose you know it's it's the start of the season now and we'll see what happens and how it progresses i guess as we move on but dave that's me i'm finished for this podcast awesome this portion happy days um all right well if that's everything for well i would like to say um uh, Krill signed for the Minnesota Wild, so I'm happy. Um, <laughs> we, find, we might have might have a player who can score goals, so um, that there will be my wee piece of news. Um, he's too expensive as well, but that beggars can't be choosers and all that. But uh, anyway, we'll move swiftly on to period three. Welcome to period three. Our general Naki news. This is uh, general hockey news across uh, across the world, anywhere in the world. And I'm going to steal exactly again what uh, Dio said. I haven't done any homework. And our uh, our leader that is uh, Marty Branny has done all of the homework. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, I kind of, for some reason, for, to be honest, I'm going to be 100% honest. For some reason, whenever I seen John wasn't going to be here for this episode, I thought I'm going to probably need to put in a bit of extra homework this week and find a few more stories <laughs> because, you know, some boys may not come prepared. Um, but that's fine. I've, I found uh, two stories that belong, I believe, in in Naki News. Um, uh, as you say, Aaron, it's just stories that kind of don't really fit in other areas, so we put them in somewhere else. Um, I'm going to start off, if it's okay with you guys, with the more serious story, um, and then we'll get into the lighter one at the end. Um, I suppose to start with, we had a conversation um, about this player a few months back, and that is, of course, um, San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane. Um, at the time when we last discussed Evander Kane, he was, um, I suppose, he was being investigated for suspected fixing of matches and gambling issues with debt in Vegas. Um, if you remember that correctly, if you remember right, the story. Yeah. Um, so as of this week, um, they NHL have reportedly. St- stated that they are no longer following any lines of inquiry and they are clearing Evander Kane of any misdeed in relation to fixing of games and also um, of inappropriate betting when it comes to uh, the NHL games. So that is one area that he was cleared from. However, uh, the story gets a bit more muddier uh, in that now Evander Kane is facing sexual assault and domestic battery allegations. Um obviously something that the nhl 
um, shooed rightfully, um, take very serious. And as a result, um, he will not be participating in the San Jose training camp. Um, obviously, this is kind of new story. This is a kind of a new story that's only it's only been breaking in the to, well in the last twenty four hours, I suppose. It was first announced yesterday, um, September twenty second, that according to court documents obtained, um, that a a number of sexual assault and domestic violence allegations were placed against his former partner, um, and against Evander Kane. So, I mean. It doesn't look good for him. He gets, he gets, like, he gets let. He gets, you know, one area. He, you know, is fine for betting. The betting thing is all put to one side. Um, on the other side, obviously, it gets seedier and darker. Um, and this is obviously, um, you know, they're talking back from March twenty nineteen and so, um, you know, back that earlier. Um, obviously, and there's no justification for ever being um any. You know, for anything, um, the statement that was put out, you know, I'll let people read it themselves. It's quite sad and quite dark itself in terms of, you know, um, they had lost a a, a daughter to still stillborns, um, stillbirth. Um, they held a funeral around the time, and there was a lot of emotions going on, and uh, the allegations that happened around this all happened after the funeral. Um, so it's quite dark. Um, and obviously it's a story, but again, this is another breaking story because obviously people were wondering. You know, with Evander Kane being cleared, will he be returning to the lineup for the San Jose Sharks? How will that look? How will people? How will things happen? But now, um, again, he's been sidelined for other reasons, and the NHL have now launched another allegation or further a further investigation. Sorry, uh, into the allegations. Um, obviously, this will be done in the near future, and we'll look at that. Um, so I guess it'll be they'll be moving on that quite quickly to see what's happening. I'm assuming that's also with the police. It would be. Yep. It so it won't indeed. really be an NHL investigation. It'll be more of a criminal. Yeah. So mm. I guess um, that's all. I mean, let's be honest. Really... I, was, I, was, I was just reading the statement there, Marty. You're, yeah, not, I... you're, not, you're, not, you're not wrong. It's, it's yeah, dark, it's... man. I had a quick glance at it and seen some of the, the quotations and they're not for the faint of hearted. Like. It's not. Um, no. It's quite a harsh story, but I wanted to bring it up. And the reason why I brought the story up and why I felt that we needed to talk about it, um, it is a, a heavy story, but it's only because you know, we try our best to try and follow up on stories that we talk about. Um, and it was a follow up because obviously I had read this week and I had put in, in the running order at the start of the week, I had put in about the cleared of all allegations in relation to betting. And I put that in and that was sitting on our running order before yesterday. And then yesterday when I was just doing a bit more stuff around the podcast and pre- prepping the podcast just last night, yesterday evening, this popped up straight away and I was like, oh, that okay so i've put in a story that now is no longer well it's still relevant because it's the outcome of a story but it's now taken a bit of a darker turn in the back a bit of a darker twist um yeah so i just wanted to include that yeah i suppose something to highlight is that they're currently still on the allegations and yeah yeah don't be serious (laughs) well yeah don't send your lawyers after us because your lawyers probably have a lot more money than we do (laughs) (laughs) um guys which is none (laughs) <laughs> which is exactly which is done because we've just spent it all on Giants merchandise. Um, guys, I'm going to go on to the last story uh, for this period. Um, 
and it's a bit lighter. Um, obviously, we have been talking a lot about the expansion Seattle Kraken, who will take to the ice for the first time this season in the matter of days. They have started their um their preseason training camp has started, and the, with the expansion comes the shattering NHL jersey seals as well because they have just demolished the NHL jersey sale record. Now it was previously um they are doing better but I suppose what we should say is that the Vegas Golden Knights when they released their jersey to the public in 2017 they set a really high bar. I mean people went flocks over the Vegas jerseys. They were uh, up until this year the Vegas Golden Knights jerseys were one of the best selling initial jerseys on record yeah. in the NHL. I have one I have one too. Um, <laughs> do you have actual ones? <laughs> yeah, mine's one hundred percent legit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, um, that cough tells me maybe it wasn't, but okay. Um, <laughs> so the the Kraken. Oh, my Siri is talking. I'm gonna say that again. Um, Hi Siri. The so the Vegas Golden Knights, as I say, set a pretty high bar, but the Kraken have blown through it at, merely in ours. Um, within the first within the first few hours of going on sale, the jerseys uh were the highest selling jersey of all time. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a nice jersey. We like talking about jerseys. In the first twenty four hours, I suppose you should say, um, it became the top selling team across all major sporting leagues. So NHL, NFL, NBA, WNBA, whatever league you want to look at. They became the highest selling merchandise of all time across all brands. I mean, the, I suppose it's exciting. It's a brand that Seattle's very exciting time for them to be at, but it also creates almost like a an expectation, I suppose, on the Kraken. You know, puts them into a bit of a, it almost like put, puts on a bit of added pressure, shall we say, mm. to the team to perform. Um, I mean, massive sales. Um, we liked it. I mean, I, I mean, we talked about the logo. We talked about the jersey when it first came out. It's a nice looking jersey. It's a nice looking logo. Um, you can see why it's sold. And I suppose with a team being away for so long, um, you know, and and I suppose and Seattle's a massive sports city as well. Huge. Like they're so like they're. I think just everybody, everybody in Seattle just bought one. I would agree. <laughs> I like it. I like. It. I do like it too. Yeah. I, I think if I was ever in Seattle or around that area, I would. I, if we're ever allowed to travel again, um, <laughs> properly, um, I would. I would get one. I, would, I, I like think, it. I think I would too. Yeah, as I mentioned, there the Kraken will be joining the NHL specific division um, this season, so they'll be playing the first game against uh, the Golden Knights on October twelfth, and that'll be on ESPN, the new channel for hockey. <laughs> in North America. Like you're sponsored by them. Exactly. <laughs> We're not. Um, I just thought I'd go if you, to my... If you do want to, please reach out to us at yes. info at please do. We, ne- we need that, mo- we oh, need that man. We need that money to uh, pay off the lawyers who are going to sue us. So, you know, okay. See, lock us back in one circle. Um, I want to see that little cracking hoodie. They look amazing. They do. They look, they look, they look pretty good. Um, I do like... I, I like the jerseys that look like... I like the hoodies that look like jerseys and their hoodie that looks like a jersey looks pretty good as well. Um, I've got to say. Um, I need to get off the side. <laughs> I can't spend any more money. Stop. Um, Aaron, that's me for period three. Good job. Thank you very much for all your lovely stories, Marty. Thank you um, That brings us to the end of period three and um, we don't 
we don't have anything else, do we? Do no, we, well, we, we do have two sections left. Um, the first one being our overtime segment. Um, so our overtime segment is just a, the last part of, the last portion of our, well, the last talking portion, talking part portion of our episode where we, if there's anything else that we have, we usually add in stuff if there's questions coming in from social media, whatever it is. Unfortunately, we got nothing this week, which is sad times. But, um, and also John isn't here because we were supposed to do our predictions. I think we should, I think we should wait for next week for this. No, I don't think so. I think what we do is we continue, we go ahead with our predictions uh, on the episode for people listening in today. When people are listening to the episode today, they'll hear what we think John's prediction is going to be because we'll make John's predictions for him. Um, okay. Yep. I think. Oh, should, I'm, I'm all for this now. I, I think we should make John's <laughs> predictions for him. Um, and then we'll actually we'll get John's predictions when he's back on safe ground and can tell us what predictions and then we'll just add it in at some point and he can let us know what he no, actually thinks. John, John doesn't get predictions. John, John's not here, so we set John's predictions. So I'm going <laughs> to grab... I, I agree with this. I'm going to grab a quick pen so that I can jot down our predictions. I'm sure they're all probably going to be pretty similar, but we'll, we'll I'll grab a pen now. Um, okay, so our predictions, as always, as every year, uh, work as follows. We'll predict our the team that we think will win the elite ice hockey league, or the premier sport elite league and and we'll also go for uh who we think will win the challenge cup and we don't need to do the playoffs until we get to the playoff section because we obviously we won't know who's playing in the playoffs at this point now the rules are we obviously always state state the fact that the belfast giants are going to win everything because we are belfast giants fans so we have to say yeah. from the That's outset the given is that we believe the Belfast Giants will win every piece of silverware this year because that's what we want and that's what we say. So the question we ask here for our season predictions is, if it's not the Giants, who do you think is going to take the league this year? So Dave, I'm going to start with you. Who is, in your opinion, if it's not the Giants, will win this year's Elite League? I think doing a bit of research before the call today before podcast today i think it will be i think it's gonna be the devils um and let me let me outline that a bit i think we have something to prove um people um have a lot of people in uh, not just in the giants forums have sort of underrated them a little bit this season um basically thinking they were a one-trick pony with just being the team that ran that uh, ran on ben bounces back um i think that the they're going to go out and really you know put, put something forward you know they're coming off the loss of uh, Andre Lord as well so changing up their their coaching staff um and they're they've made some really nice signings you know uh, Ben O'Connor and stuff coming in I think will make a massive difference to their their defensive core um and they've used basically used that uh, that money they made with the change in netminders uh, in a really good way. Um, so I think they're going to do do phenomenally. Um, but I do think that it's going to be more of a, look, we still can do this without um, yeah. without Ben. Um, and I think going forward, they're going to do really well. I'm going to be, I'm going to be really boring and join Dave on that, to be honest with you. Um, I was, if you'd asked me before, I was going to say, I'm going to go for a safe bet and go for Cardiff because the, Yes, they've 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 lost some players, but as Dave says, they've gained a lot of uh, a lot of strength there, and they are consistently like they've over the last couple of seasons with the change of players, they are consistently uh, up there. So I think they'll be a safe 
uh, of course, a safe uh, second. Of course, of course, uh, and that's that's obviously what we reiterate that again. It's a second. Um, I I kind of I do I see where you're coming from. I, I agree with both with what both of you are saying in terms of the devils. Um, Dave, you know I, I agree. They're, they the devils obviously have had form over the number last number of years. Um, they have something to prove, but in the opposite, they're also an unknown entity this year. In that there is such a significant change within the devils this year from coaching right down to goaltending it's fresh goaltending we haven't seen in the devils in a long long time they were in safe hands um previously up until you know when ben was there ben Bions, you know and they were in safe hands with ben and they knew they could rely on that so it's gonna be interesting to see you know we've we've seen other teams in the late league in previous years you know going for you know big goaltending thinking that's what's gonna you know keep them safe and safe hands and it hasn't worked out for them um Belfast Giants are an exception to that because obviously Tyler Baskerwani is safe hands no matter what. But my opinion is this year, I there's something this year which tells me that um, the Steelers have a real thing. They have something going for them this year in that I feel it. Interesting. I feel the Steelers more so than a lot of the other teams looking at the team makeup and looking at how the team is, is has progressed and how they're, they're doing things there in, in, in Sheffield. I feel Sheffield are going to have an upper hand in some ways. Um, and what I mean by that, and I'll explain that a bit more, is that they have a team that are previously known to each other. And yes, they've had a gap away because of COVID. Um, you know, we have to, have to look at that. But we have to look at the fact that Sheffield are a team that had an opportunity to play competitive hockey during the middle of the COVID pandemic through that Elite League series thing. So they had a set of players who came in and were playing as part of that and have stayed on with the Steelers. And they also have a number of players in Sheffield who are on two-way contracts with both the Elite League and also playing in lower, uh, in the, you know, down in the um, NIHL, you know, down in the, in the National Hockey League. So, you know, you've got players like, I know people have joked around about it, but, you know, Brandon Whistle, um, I don't know yeah, if you've seen Brand. I don't know if you've seen Brandon Whistle this year. Um, you know, there's been jokes made at Brandon Whistle's expense in that when he came into Bell, when he came into Steelers to play alongside Jackson, you know, he came in a bit overweight, a bit unfit, a bit not up to fitness and standards in terms of what the Sheffield maybe were expecting. But he played last year. You know, he played competitive hockey last year down. You know, in the lower leagues for Leeds, and you know, he still. He's his, his fitness has came on. He looks like a completely different player. Yeah. He looks, I'm not saying he's going Just to be. A diff- I'm not saying he's going to be a difference maker. But what I am saying is that Sheffield have been very cunning and very smart in the way that they have brought their players in this year, and they're going to play up to that that rule change in relation to players that are going to be dropped and everything else. They are going to play up to it. So I think for me, the Steelers are a potential contender. He does. This year. He looks like he looks like a new man. He does. Yep. It's unreal, actually, how much of a difference. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just getting word here. Let me just see, John. Let me just check. I'm getting word from John. Yeah, he says, um, Coventry Blaze. He says, okay, no worries, Coventry Blaze okay, for the well, league. Okay, so if I was, I was going to pick uh, a boogie team, I was going to pick them. But okay, fair enough. There you go. So Cav- I was going to say, I was going to say the Panthers, just to be really mean to him. <laughs> oh, so oh, wait. Oh, did you get a different message from me? You think he said Panthers? I, no. I think he said Panthers. Oh. It was either I, I couldn't decide. When I, when I opened up the message, whether it was going to say five flyers and be nice to him, as in, even though that, yeah. That's know. pretty obvious that he would have for that, no. Um, I, I thought, yeah. it was, I thought, um, and who do you think, Dave? Who do you think he said? 
Um, I, I was thinking uh, Coventry Blaze as well. There we go then. Sorry, Coventry Aaron. Blaze. I think we both read Coventry Blaze there. So John's I must, gone. I must admit, I, I got that eye surgery. Obviously, it's not, Obviously. It's not done. Yeah, done, done the job. Uh, and, and he and he said something like the um, the Glasgow clan were going to win the cup. Oh, perfect. I did see that. Yep. So John's going for yeah. the Glasgow clan for the the yeah, Challenge Cup. The, the team that isn't playing on it. So. Yep. So Glasgow Glasgow <laughs> for the Challenge Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, on that, let's let's look at the Challenge Cup. We started with Dave last time. Aaron, let's start with you this time around for the Challenge Cup. Um, who's your take? Again, obviously, if it's not Belfast, who have you got? Uh, let's see. Um, so I'm just looking at the at the breakdown as well here. Um, oh God! Do you want me to come I'll back? Go for, I'll, no, I'll go for the Devils again. Looking at the breakdown, I'll go for the Devils again here. Okay. So Aaron's got the Devils. Great. Uh, Dave? Guilford. Guilford. Oh. I think Guilford um, have been unlucky in the Cup, um, but they have taken it to the wire a few times. Um, they've... I have to say, from obviously they're now they're not a new team, they're not a unknown entity in the league anymore. They are on any given night they can win, um, and they have that. Um, I think they have that element, especially in the short um, short run competition of the the Challenge Cup. Um, I think they do have the capacity to to win it. Um, so I think yeah, and Guildford. Guildford and actually interesting and not just I'm not just um I'm not and this is me like um you know trying to find an easy way out but I also had Guildford in my head I'm not even joking <laughs> I had Guildford written down already for me um I believe kind of same to you I think Guildford for me you know they were the boogie team when it came to that last season you know uh Giants versus Guildford and I feel like you know, Guildford have that passion to show that that's what they, you know, they, they have that drive to kind of get to that point again and try for that final again. Um, And if, if, you know, if not Giants, then definitely um, my take would be Guildford as well. I think that's who I have as my boogie team for this, for this, this Challenge Cup. We obviously, you missed the Challenge Cup conversation again last week, Dave, but it's the same, we rehashed the same conversation around our thoughts on how long it takes to do the Challenge Cup, but we will digress. We'll move on. Yeah, we can't do it for three three podcasts no, in a row. So. No, we can't. So, guys, that's it. I've got our predictions down. We'll get them posted. Uh, we'll get people, see how people think, if they agree with us or not. We'll put up with maybe a vote on social media and see what people think and who they agree with. Um, before, So that's the end of our overtime segment. We have one segment left, but I'm going to, before I kick into the segment, I'm going to check with the presenter of this segment to see if he's done his homework. Aaron, have you done your homework? I I, I have done my homework. Yeah, okay. My Perfect. favourite part of the podcast. Great. Well then, without further ado, <laughs> oh, let's uh, Hit the let's hit the hit the lights and we'll start the our uh, our nice music and make way for our next segment, which is the ABCs of hockey. Okay, everybody. So it is nighttime. I am going to keep my voice down because uh, I was saying to the the guys earlier that. Uh, unfortunately, my son is not well, and I've already been told off for talking too loudly during <laughs> oh, this recording of this podcast. Um, so, um, as I say, we've got we've got my son. It's every every night we're we're reading the book. Last night, uh, it was room on the broom, 
Um, <laughs> so it was, but th- tonight it was uh, um, the ABCs of hockey. Um, last week we did, uh, I gave you all a homework. Well, I don't know, Dave, maybe uh, you didn't catch it, but there was a homework of, because I didn't, I didn't do my homework. I just give it all to you guys. Uh, <laughs> classic teacher move. Was, uh, yeah, classic teacher move. Um, what does the, it, we're on the letter M and what did you think the letter M could mean? When I came to ice hockey, not not like monkey, or <laughs> <laughs> monkey had hockey sticks. That was a song, you know. Um... So, Marty, what what do you think? Um, anything to do with hockey? Um, what could the letter M stand for? I, to be honest, I had to think about this, and I honestly was like, I I honestly tried to think about what we've had in the past um in terms of like you know obscure ones and i couldn't think of anything that was really obvious for m i couldn't think of like i couldn't think of like a, a piece of equipment i couldn't think of anything that would really stick like stand out so i was thinking it must be a player of some description but okay my thing is which player would it be um and the only one that i could think of um and only because of the number of seasons and because of how long he'd been around the NHL and around it would be maybe uh, Messier, Mark Messier. Okay. Okay. Dave? Um, yeah, I wasn't that uh, going into that much detail. I was thinking just like man of the match. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was overthinking it then. <laughs> I just thought, you know, we've obviously had like for other names, like other big ones, like Bobby Orr, and we've had like, you know, we've had big names in it. So uh, Gretzky. Yeah. Yep. So Marty, you are on the right tracks. Ah, uh, okay. You haven't got you haven't got the right player. Oh, uh, okay. But he's like, well, that's not the takeaway from the from from, from that guy. Um, so I'm we're gonna I'm gonna actually he might be listening right now. Uh, maybe Mark, not not the actual player listening, Dave. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, one of our one of our other guys that we talked to the, the Giants, Mark. Yep. What, what, what team does he support in the NHL? The Penguins. The Penguins. Is there any particular player there? Mario Lemieux. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mario Lemieux. Uh, um, so player stroke owner, I suppose you could say. <laughs> uh, also known as the magnificent. I can't speak. The magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be laughing this long. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Uh, La Magnifique and Super Mario, they also call him. <laughs> oh, class. Um, he's played for the, he only played for the Penguins. Mm-hmm. So from 19, from so from, uh, he played 17 part seasons uh, because he's been plagued by uh, health problems. But from 1984 to 2006, he was solely Penguins. And then he went on to become part owner. I think he owns now, what, 40% of them? Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? It's One, crazy. like, do you know any other player in any other sport that would do that? I don't, I don't, th- I can't think of any other players who solely just played for, who became a franchise player just for sing- one single team. Um, You know, if you think of all the big players and think of all the big names, at some point, those players have either been sold on to another team or they have been moved on. But yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard of it for any other player. 
that stayed in one place up for such a long time. That is something that he that do he said. Well done to him. But yeah, yes, as the book says, Mario begins with the letter M. He really plays with he really plays with flair. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I was going into your depth. So there you go. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron. That's uh, another roundup of our ABCs of hockey. And next week, if you know your ABCs, obviously <laughs> we did. We pointed this out. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Tom was like, "You're not supposed to tell us." So I'm like, mm, "It's not hard to get." Spoilers, uh, spoilers. <laughs> it's the letter N. So it's get your get your thinking caps on. Aaron will do our homework and try and see if we can guess for next week again. And with yep. that, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, as usual, you can check up on you can check in with other old episodes uh, through our um, website door14hockey.com. You can also check out um, our anywhere you stream your music from or your podcast from uh, on iTunes, Spotify, smart speakers, play store, wherever you get your, your, uh, your podcast from, you'll find our back catalog of episodes there. So uh, if this is the first time you've listened to your episode, we have a, a good long list. Of, we have 60, seven other episodes you can listen to uh which progressively get worse and worse as they go along and the names are quite um such favorites as um screen door and submarine (laughs) submarine yeah oh there's a lot yeah that seems to be the one that everyone that's that when i was looking back at the statistics or last week i was looking through and we've hit over like we've had we've hit over something we're near eleven thousand listens over the 60 odd episodes um and the the most listened to episode still is that episode actually funny enough it's still the one they listen to most wonder uh, so yeah there you go uh you can also check out um our social media and um, we probably get a bit more active on there over the next few weeks especially with the season starting uh check us out on all media all social media platforms t- uh not tiktok what was i gonna say there? uh twitter <laughs> twitter facebook and um and instagram at door 14 hockey um guys i have nothing else so all we'll do is we'll sign off for this week i'm marty and dave I'm Aaron. Have a great week.